Hello everybody, it is the time of year to begin registering for one or two of my slow groups that begin in July. My slow groups are these special groups where I focus on one topic and we deeply unpack it over the course of six months. So these are highly nuanced, deep dive, advanced groups. These are excellent for those of you who have taken my six week course or who just want to focus on one particular topic through a somatic and trauma-informed lens. The two that are opening up in July, or will begin in July, are my embodied parenting group and my embodied nutrition group. The embodied parenting group is just like it sounds, learning how to parent from your body, learning how to ground yourself in your parenting so you're not parenting from a reactive triggered place, but from a much more conscious place so you can actually find joy in your parenting instead of it being a total hellscape, like some of you have told me it is, and I've experienced it myself. The other group is an embodied nutrition group. This has been requested for years. For the past four years after students complete my course, they say, can you please do a course on nutrition and make it longer than six weeks? So finally, I can say, yes, you can, and I can, and I did. It is a six-month unpacking of the intersection between trauma nutrition, and somatics. How do we recover from stress and trauma via food? How do we relate to food as a being and not just some object on the plate? What's the biochemistry of food? Why is it not the best for my blood sugar to have toast, but lentils are just fine if they're both carbohydrates? All of this and more will be unpacked in this six-month group. To register for these groups, please go to my website, holisticlifenavigation.com, and click Groups or you can click the link in the episode details below. Registration closes on June 1st. It is only open through May because we need the month of June to prepare everybody for July. I'm looking forward to this deep dive with you all. I'll see you there. On today's episode, I speak about how my upcoming record, Songs from the Land, became medicine for my own journey of decolonizing my body and mind so that I could be in better relationship to everything around me. Welcome to the Holistic Life Navigation Podcast. I am your host, Luis Mujica. I was sick and depressed until I discovered that I could make music, and then my whole life transformed because I began learning how to listen more deeply. Listen to life, to the people around me, and to my body. And that's when I realized that the body speaks through sensations, and learning this new language meant relearning my body and mind. I soon healed myself of many chronic conditions, and then began teaching others how to do so as well. Holistic Life Navigation combines nutrition, self-inquiry, and somatic experiencing, to help you release stress and trauma just by listening to your own body. This podcast serves as a place to share my experiences, as well as the experiences of many others who have healed and are healing through unique, unorthodox, and unusual ways. Your time to learn begins now. Before I begin this podcast today, and it's been a while since I sat here alone just speaking to you, 
I wanted to share the first single from this new album titled Pine Child. It's a song I wrote after sitting with a very special pine tree at the top of the mountain that I used to live in the shadows of. It was during a very particular period in my life when I had just moved to Woodstock, New York, and I was finally coming to terms with my body and my sexuality. And just like throughout my childhood, nature was my teacher.
I see our bodies like I see the earth itself, a vast landscape containing endless possibilities, seeds filled with dormant information, ancestral memory of trauma, of wisdom and ritual, some sleeping deep in the belly of the earth, while other seeds breaking through the surface to be fertilized by rain and light. In 2010, I began noticing something turning in my body. I was living in New York City, and I was yearning for fertile earth. The city was so colonized suddenly for me, and I felt like a caged animal wanting to run barefoot and naked into the arms of Mother Earth. So I began writing music. I hadn't picked up the guitar for many years. I actually abandoned it for the piano and felt no need to ever use it again. The piano offered something to my body and my mind and my spirit that the guitar just didn't. Many multitudes, many octaves, emotions, and vibrations at the disposal of my fingertips. And a sound so loud for my shy, closeted, performer voice to be swallowed by. It became something bigger than me that could hold me, that I could crawl into until I picked up the guitar in 2010 and began finger-picking some melodies. The guitar was my first instrument, and it was an intimate experience. I was around 16 years old, and I had just finished watching a Joni Mitchell documentary, when I immediately ran to my room, grabbed my guitar, which was reserved for decoration only on my wall, and I began detuning it, finding strange, ugly, and dissonant sounds, I cradled it against my body, my chest, my breasts, the parts of me that had been battered and bruised by my peers years earlier for being so different. And the vibrations entered those parts almost silently. They were the first beings to touch my chest since sexual assault. And until that moment, I could never have simultaneously experienced touch without also wincing from the body memories of threat and violence. Now, I didn't know this at the time. All I knew was that I was wildly attracted to the feelings of making and singing and playing music. The more I did it, the deeper the vibrations penetrated. Again, penetration now becoming something loving and soft and tender and safe. In somatic therapy, we call these overcouplings, when an energy or a sensation or person or experience has a particular meaning attached to it based on a traumatic past event. For me, touch and being seen was overcoupled with threat. So as I played the guitar, the guitar vibrated into my body, and I was, unbeknownst to myself, somatically uncoupling touch from violence. These are the experiences that I hold space from. These are the experiences that became my schooling, my education, my credentials. It is from these ignorant, innocent, accidental healing experiences that any wisdom I have to offer comes from. This work simply cannot be taught in school halls or institutions, the same way the world cannot make us feel safe. This work is taught by each individual body. It is born from the body, a gift, un regalo, for us, but only when we feel safe enough, expansive enough, and connected enough to experience it. 
So there I was playing my guitar and connecting to a new place in me, an earthly place, an ancestral place, an indigenous place. These new songs in 2010 began pouring out of me. And like every record I write, they become my teachers and I become their student. I follow them, I listen to them, and I am devoted to each one until they're released from my grasp and devout daily practice of reciting them into the world. So here I am, 11 years after writing 10 songs that could never be more relevant than they are now. These 10 songs have become my newest record, which I never intended to share with anyone. The record is called Songs from the Land, because these are songs from the land. The tragic and beautiful story of the remnants of cultural trauma that I watched go down in Washington Square Park. When a black homeless woman sang the gospel in tattered clothing, so much better than a European man with a stand-up bass ten feet from her, yet his cup runneth over with money. And I was the only one who would even make eye contact with her. In those days, I was dreadlocked, unwashed, and extremely poor. And she and I found something in common with one another that day. But it wasn't our looks. It was our souls. They were raw, like the wounds on her legs. Doris de Little John was her name, and she became my friend. Songs from the river that runneth down the spine of the Hudson Valley, the spine that is the mountain, which collects the tears from the clouds, the origin of river water, and delivers them throughout the fertile valley. Songs which tethered themselves to my mind and tugged me up the northbound road on I-87 to Woodstock, New York, which I would call my home. Songs sung from the jagged teeth of the mystical, dark, and magical Plaquelove Mountain Range, where rattlesnakes and copperheads seemingly protect the timeless and ancient land from progress that could colonize its wild body. Songs that essentially began decolonizing my wild body. Each song spoke to me and drew me into a new way of living. They helped me begin to decolonize myself, See, colonized for me is a state of mind. Colonized is having power over something, whereas decolonized is being in relationship with something. Big difference. It is a mentality that becomes a practice, that becomes a culture. I can look around my country in America and see the strange fruits of this colonial culture, and I feel the urge to transmute and release it in me. So I spent 10 years doing this without calling it decolonizing, not having words for it, just the felt sense. And then in 2020, I joined the entire planet as we pause, watch the skies clear and the earth rest, and we breathe as we contemplate our deaths, some of us for the first time ever. And in the pause, in that stillness, as we breathe, someone else stopped breathing in front of our eyes. And the tragedy, the injustice, the terrible grief and pain became a medicine, a catalyst that caused us to look inside and ask ourselves, how did we get here? How did I get here? Where is that violence also in me? My dear friend, Corinne Bell, made a special year-long study group with Resma Menachem, 
based on his book, My Grandmother's Hands. It's a study group devoted to creating a culture of somatic abolitionism. Not a strategy, but a sacred practice. We were all divided into three groups, bodies of culture, bodies of color, and white bodies. I, being a Puerto Rican Taino, Irish, and German, was put into the bodies of culture group. And it got me thinking, isn't everybody a body of culture? The white bodies group was filled with people who call themselves white. White? As in nothing, just white? Doesn't everybody come from a culture? A wild earth with its own unique fragrances and colors and spices and dances and languages? This is not my criticism of the group. This is my uh, personal revelations from being in this deep work. These songs almost instantly came forward after a decade of silence, dormant seeds waiting to break through the soil so that they could be bathed in the right amount of tears and light. And what did they grow? A safe space, a place deep inside the body that remembers where it came from, which lands it sprouted out of. For me, that means Swiss meadows, Irish coastlines rich with seaweeds, and the warm caves and forests of Puerto Rico. The songs themselves do not speak of the lands my ancestors come from. Instead, they honor the land I live on now. Esopus territory in the Catskill Mountains. And by connecting to this land, this earth, and these songs, my body began remembering my indigenous lands. What a gift. Each and every indigenous culture that we all sprout from is steeped with the instructions for how to relate to, how to honor, and how to live in reciprocity with the earth, any earth, any land you land on. These instructions may not be in your mind, but they are in yourselves. Your body remembers them. It's just about connecting with them. So here I am sharing this story with you because I'm inviting you into this process with me. This record is going to be released on September 20th this year, two days before the fall equinox and three days after my birthday. I want to connect my own healing journey and my trauma work with my musical journey as music was the original medium that led me to do this work. So I want to honor this mysterious spirit of music with a special event that also honors this ancestral healing work and the album itself. So as of right now, April 30th, 2021, I am offering a very special pre-order for this album, which is going to be released on vinyl. This pre-order is tailored to fund the record and honor the experience that it came from. If you're interested in being part of this project, please listen closely because this is how it works. I have 100 pre-order packages that each cost $100. That also includes shipping. Each $100 purchase includes one signed 12-inch vinyl with gorgeous artwork of the album, one digital download that you'll receive soon after you pre-order, a bundle of local herbs that I'm picking for you to burn during our online ritual, which comes next, a two-hour trauma healing ritual, 
via Zoom led by me, which is going to go into exactly what I was talking about with waking up the body and the cells to your ancestral lands so you can learn how to better relate to people and yourself and your current land. 25% of the total proceeds will be donated to the Center for Native Peoples and the Environment. Once this sells out, I'm able to pay for the vinyl production, which is very expensive, ship them, and donate $2,500 to the Center for Native Peoples and the Environment, an incredible organization that combines science with indigenous wisdom, bringing together elders, scholars, and scientists to help integrate and inform institutions about ecology, environmental sustainability, and reciprocity through the lens of indigenous values. The way the ritual is going to work is as follows. I'm going to separate the 100 people into two groups, which means there will be 50 people per group, and each group will partake in a two-hour ancestral trauma healing via Zoom that I'm leading. The ritual takes place in October. Between July and October, you'll each receive an email every month with a video and prompts from me to help you access through your body this ancestral information. When ritual time comes, I will facilitate everyone in sharing which lands are carried in their bodies, which land and ancestral traumas they wish to release, and which wisdoms and practices from their ancestry they wish to weave into our circle. We will be doing somatic healing work with a focus on our individual ancestors. If you do not know who your ancestors are or where they're from, that's okay. The prompts I'll be sending out through the next couple of months will help guide you. Somatic ancestral healing is very abstract. Our bodies hold the information that the mind may not. So this is exploratory and inquisitive and curious and fun. It's also deeply powerful and can bring up some major feelings and memories and emotions. All of this is welcome. I'm really excited that I found a way to marry my trauma healing work with my music work. I'm looking so forward to this. And I'm going to leave you with a song from the album that you can all begin using right now as a tool to access into your body. For thousands of years, our indigenous ancestors honored the elementals, the spirits, the deities, and the land that encircled them. Each group did it differently. The intention was and is always to humble ourselves by reminding ourselves daily how all that is around us, all that is of the earth, is a relative. We're all equally important and have a role to play in one another's survival and life. This song is simply titled Call In. Calling in the corners is a simple ritual where you face the four directions and call in the element of that direction. It's a way to honor the land around you. I've noticed when I meditate in the forest that earth is always practicing this. The bird calls to the sun as it rises, the water calls to the seedlings at its edge, the pollen calls to the wind as it fertilizes plants and flowers and trees. The earth's only way is reciprocity. It's the earth's true nature. This song is about watching everything around me being called in endlessly, one element, one animal, one creature, honoring and bowing to another. Have a listen, feel it in your body, 
and just notice what comes up for you. What parts of you come forward to be honored, to be called in, to be considered? What parts of you live in reciprocity with? And which parts do you ignore or forget to be thankful for? How does your mind colonize, that is, tries to have power over parts of your body and your life with judgments, criticisms, and endless comparing? How does your mind decolonize and live in relation with your body and all that's around you? Hold those questions in your mind, close your eyes, and see what comes up. Mountains, a black crow through its beak, it calls in these. Calling from the mountains, a hearth inside a house, it calls. Calling from the mountains, a creek below sunset, it flows and calls in the west. As we center into this work of being in relation with, we live from a physiology of expansion and reception. Fear is transformed into understanding, constriction is transformed into expansion, and trauma is transformed into wisdom. Ooh, it really is. And then life becomes so simple, so sensational, and so full of wonder. If you have $100 and you want to take part in this healing, and by also taking part in purchasing, you're funding the album and you're donating to the Centers for Native Peoples and the Environment, go to my website, luismohica.com, and click on the pre-order button. It will take you to the Bandcamp page where you can buy this $100 package. There's only 100 so I don't know when or if they'll sell out, but they might. If you just want the album... You can also purchase the vinyl and it will ship out by September. I really thank you for being on this journey with me. 
the emails and the physical letters and the the just incredible stories that I've I've been honored to witness in the past year of of doing this podcast has been um, I guess the a greater gift than I even expected to receive. So I honor you and I thank you for spending time with me. Blessed be. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. My question for you is, where do you feel the episode? Take a breath and just notice. What's your body doing right now? Sit with it. Let it speak to you. And let whatever comes up, come up. And your only job is to listen. For all the wisdom you need is right inside of you. For more information on my work, including my online courses and healing circles, please visit holisticlifenavigation.com. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook, where I share weekly philosophies and resources to help you release stress and trauma from your body so that you can live a happier life. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time. Did you know your food cravings are actually a doorway to your subconscious? They are. We tend to see cravings as something bad or something we just give into mindlessly. But when you embody your cravings, you're able to notice they're just blossoming from a certain place that has a certain need and needs your attention. Join me on Wednesday, May 29th, as I unpack this in a new webinar called Cravings Destigmatized. In this webinar, I'll help you learn the difference between a nutritional craving and an emotional craving, as well as how do we use cravings to get in touch with our unmet needs and any of our unconscious, unprocessed emotional experiences. It begins at 4 p.m. Eastern, and everyone who registers will get a replay. You can find the link in the episode details, and you can also go to www.holisticlifenavigation.com and click on events, and the information is right there. Hope to see you there.